0: To alive.
1: This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich off sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There's sleaze balls abound all over the internet. We'll be happy to take your money to chase down that lie. Here at best, we might make you a little bit less awful, but better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk, don't bet more than you can afford to lose and godspeed welcome to the show jay and silent rob podcast coming at you live wednesday december the 4th of the year of our lord
0: 2019 mr jay Swah, what's going on rob how are things uh it's been a while we we took the we took the week off last week even though we said we weren't and Mm -hmm. that's just some of the the tricks you gotta live with when you get this kind of content you know we we can't be confined to a traditional schedule. So that's true. Um,
1: that's we're, true. We're out of the box thinkers
0: <laughs> and out of the box schedulers too. Yeah, and I had already. So we were supposed to record, I think, last Tuesday, and I had already gone to a happy hour, and you you called me and said, <laughs> "I got this marked down for, for recording," and I said, "You know what? Let's let's just take take the week off." So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so. But uh, hey, a lot lot happened, a lot to be thankful for. I pretty much watched sports and hung out with my family and did both of those together uh, the Mm -hmm. entire week, which was fantastic. How was your weekend? You were very cultured. Didn't you go to a different country? I did. I did.
1: Um, We went to to Mexico, which is drivable very much from Arizona. Um, Wine country, believe it or not, they have that in like northwest Mexico. The the fun um, fun fact of the, the trip is that I left mine and my girlfriend's passports in, <laughs> at at home, and then realized that when we were already past Yuma, so like four hours away. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Turns um, out, turns out, lucky guy over here, um, you're chill to to basically get back in with a driver's license. So it ended up
0: not being a deal, but uh, there's a
1: a couple tense minutes there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she really was happy with you, and um, that makes me happy to knowing that. Hopefully, some some slander was thrown your way. Yeah. So uh, that's good. I was so. gonna I was gonna make the joke anywhere you're at is wine country, but um, I'll just stick with that story <laughs> <I> like that. <laughs> hey. But that's good, dude. That's good. You're cultured. Uh, um, you had a really tough setback there, but you got through it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really what this show's all about, you know, so um, but other things we're about is mostly sports betting and other degenerate things. Um, NFL update, the Ravens, um, they are gods. Actually, they're literally gods. We just talked about this off air. Uh, the Pope received a jersey with Lamar Jackson signed. So mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. you know about the hierarchy in, uh, <laughs> in the <this> case. <laughs> In the Vatican, yeah. In the Vatican, the sports books in the Vatican City are just getting flooded with uh, with Ravens money right now. So, if you really want to take a position on any team, I would, I would take a, a flight over and, and, um, and bet that. I'm also sweating a, a Purdue Virginia under and a Maryland uh, Maryland Notre Dame game right now. So I'm very very in sync. We usually tape. We, we are taping this on Wednesdays, which we normally do during the football season. That's normally a calm day, calm, okay. But right now, Big Ten ACC Challenge. It's everywhere. It's intense. A lot of good college basketball games. So it's not the calmest. Um, but it's actually a little pre. Pardon me. P A N M. P A N M. Pan Pam dilemma. Ah, I, I got gotcha. you. Um, but it's a good it's a good preview for once January comes January February con- uh, college conference basketball season just great games wall to wall so I'm excited for that probably start recording on Thursdays in January but we'll worry about that next dick am I right <laughs> and uh, but we do have NFL still the Ravens are gods they've overtaken the Pats as Super Bowl favorites. AFC is looking like Ravens are going to be the one seed. Patriots probably going to be the two seed. The Chiefs and the Texans are either going to be three or the four. So the, the Pats might actually lock out and get the Chiefs to be the four seed who are the better team. So they would pay, play the Ravens. Um, but right now, uh, the Ravens look like the clear best team in the AFC as well as the, the entire NFL. Uh, but it's getting pretty clear that, of the hierarchy there. Uh, moving to uh, the NFC. It's not nearly as defined, but it's getting less murky. Uh, this weekend's huge games: Saints play the Niners. Uh, they both have two losses; they're both ten and two. The Saints are, have already beaten the Seahawks, who are also ten and two, so they own the tiebreaker with them. But if, if the Saints were to beat the Niners this weekend, they would have the tiebreaker and a one-game lead. So it's essentially a two-game lead with the tiebreaker. And their schedule is pretty winnable. They can maybe slip on one one game, but I'd be very uh, doubtful they, they slip on one two, in two games. I already took the Saints, I think, last week or the week before uh, to win the, the NFC Conference. Um, the Saints played last Thursday, so they've had, like, extra rest, whereas the Niners played a huge game against Baltimore this past weekend. I was really shocked. that The, the line opened for this game this weekend. The game's in New Orleans. Like I said, they had the extra rest. They played on Thursday. And open three and a half. It's already, It's down to two and a half uh, for the Saints. So that's really showing respect for the Niners. So that's saying if they play on a neutral field, um, the Niners would be maybe slightly favored. Uh, so that that's definitely somewhat alarming. But the Saints in the Superdome with extra rest, um, you know, w- we have an advantage right now. The price I got was like two sixty. Right now the price is now one eighty. So that's a good number I got that'll probably go down to, you know, one to one odds if the Saints win this weekend. So as advantage gamblers, as advantage players, you know, this is just what we you know, we go for. We You can't, you know, at the end of the day, the, the you know, team you bet on got to win games. So uh, we're in a good spot, but it is just something to note that the Niners money has come in on the Niners and the Seahawks have looked good. Russell Wilson, uh, other than the Pope's favorite quarterback, I think uh, Russell Wilson's the best quarterback. I actually think he's better than Lamar. Lamar's more dynamic maybe in terms of what he's able to do, but Russell's just done it for longer, um, a better passer, and uh, just more experienced. Uh, but, yeah, so that that's what we got in the pros. Uh, I'm really hopeful that – because I, I have some positions on the Patriots and the Chiefs, uh, so I'm hopeful that the Ravens somehow lose the Bills this weekend, which happens about 35% of the time, as well as the Patriots beat the Chiefs which happens, you know, both those things happen about 15 to 20% of the time. So then home field would go to the Patriots, and then I could bet on the Ravens at, at, a, at a good price uh, to kind of, um, you know, balance out my action. But that's probably not going to happen. E- you know, 80% of the time that does not happen. So we'll see, though. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much the pros right now. I'm pretty much just going to focus on fantasy football with the playoffs coming up and daily fantasy uh and probably not bet too much nfl and and just rely on my futures positions if i see something in game or if i see a specific matchup i'll of course bet it but kind of closing up shop with that and and kind of gearing things to college basketball which we'll pick up with uh towards the end of the show but anything uh about your uh, favorite league there rob anything about the nfl
1: no not especially um the two games to watch is is uh is enough for me honestly um and i'll be rooting for the uh for the saints on your behalf and because i think they're cool still and new orleans is cool
0: yeah if you haven't like totally gotten rid of your like cultural identity to the uh to the deep south have you because the saints are pretty badass like i wish i had some connection to the saints
1: Hmm. Hmm. No.
0: No. Um.
1: I haven't shedded that. I use it whenever it's useful. So, you know, yeah. stay opportunistic. Does it ever
0: come out? Is it how uh, when you get drunk? You have an accent. Oh yeah.
1: If I'm drunk and around southern people, for sure.
0: Well, oh, well, yeah. Well, anytime you're drunk around anyone with an accent, anybody. I mean, myself included. You start talking like them. I mean, that's just, speaking that's Irish. Just, I thought that's yeah, nice. South African. Bad. Yeah. I right. mean, I thought that's just being polite. That's cultural. <laughs> being being good. In it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> but uh okay, well maybe you got some stuff to learn about culture tricks. I'm pretty sure it's just called manners, but okay, moving on. Uh, college football. Um, so yeah Ohio State looks like the best team right now. Um, they pretty much handled Michigan. they've handled everyone all year. So they're gonna get the four seed most likely unless they slip up to Wisconsin this this uh, weekend, the Big Ten championship. It's looking like LSU-Clemson is destined to be a semifinal game. Clemson should be about a three-point favorite, uh, which is pretty crazy to think. But LSU has just been there every step of the way. Clemson is just slow and steady, though. They've, they have had a one close game, and the rest they've really blown out. Everybody that played. Obviously, they won the national championship last year. It's going to be a hell of a semifinal game. Uh, in the four seasons they're going to be Oklahoma, Georgia, or Utah. Uh, I'm conflicted. I have uh, a futures on Oklahoma to win the P- Big 12. They're nine point favorites this weekend against Baylor. I have uh, a futures four to one on Utah to win the Pac 12. They're six and a half point favorites against Oregon. Uh, and then I have, a f- I have futures on all three to win the national championship at pretty much the same price uh georgia would be would have the lowest spread against ohio state but it'd still be about 10 points oklahoma would be around 12 points and utah would be about two touchdowns which is pretty insane to think about for a, a semifinal game um but but yeah that, that's kind of where we're at with college football if ohio state makes it the national championship which is looking very likely it'd be around a three-point favor against lsu and in, in the national title game which is in new orleans which um would be quite the the uh, experience if LSU is playing in the national championship in New Orleans, and they'd be right around a pick'em or a slight favorite versus Clemson in the national championship. Uh, that's just with the power ratings right now. Uh, anything jump out to you other than a potential LSU national championship game in New Orleans? There, <laughs> pop.
1: No, it's just that. It's just that. How do they they like do some weird things about selling tickets to certain people? You have to like self-identify, surely, right? It's like. Oh no, I'm an Ohio State guy. And yeah, I think I think, I like think
0: what they do. I mean, I don't know. The NCAA is just the just so transparent and so just pure that I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they just do they do some you know amazingly transparent things. But yeah, I think they like give them out to the schools and the schools are then able to uh, handle that. But you know. Based on need or whoever donates or the most money or you know buys mm-hmm. the kids their cars or whatever it may be, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's just a real fair way of doling everything out at the vice uh,
1: chancellor's office.
0: Yeah, no, I do declare, but uh, but yeah, so that that's college football, it's coming to an end. Uh, Pretty much all weekend, I watched a lot of college football. I, I stopped betting it week in, week out. About halfway through the year, just I was so busy with everything—full-time employment, somewhat of a social life—that uh, I, I just had to make that decision. But it, it, college football is a blast to watch, especially those rivalry games. It's just—it's uh, just a lot of fun. Pa- apparently, people in the South uh, care about football. I don't know if you know that, Rob. You want to write that down? But that I show do notes.
1: know that. And also, we got to talk about the the piss and the miss. <laughs> yeah.
0: The yes please and please the explain miss. please explain what happened to your beloved our beloved uh old miss rebels in the beloved egg bowl. Old Miss I uh, got to say a value play right now not much
1: positive <laughs> coming out of the the program. Uh Ole Miss scored a touchdown with like less than a minute left right to potentially tie uh, in the egg bowl against Mississippi State a, a rivalry game Thanksgiving every year. The wide receiver whoever caught it Um, As his celebration crawled on his knees like a dog impersonating a bulldog and pulled up his leg as if to take a piss. Wow. Really special. (laughs) Everyone. uh, I don't know. There was a lot of reaction to it that resulted in a penalty, which resulted in the kicker missing the extra point and Ole Miss losing. Hence, the piss and the miss. I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I also saw a video that someone posted <laughs> of Russian announcers watching yes. it and commentating yes. on it, which was uh, just an entirely other level. I didn't know anyone in Russia watched Ole Miss, but Jesus yeah. Christ.
0: Yeah, big fan base in Siberia, actually. For the Hotty toddy, very cold toddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. That's pretty legendary, and that's what that's what college football is all about—rivalry games. But um, but yeah, let's transition to the hardwood, and you're uh, kind of in full blast. We pretty much have like eight or nine games now. Um, one of my favorite resources, Haslametrics.com, has now posted their rankings. Which I love about their rankings is it is completely based on this year's data, like no priors. Which priors are important? Don't get me wrong. But it's just great to balance these out with the Poms and all the other statistics that are out there, which do incorporate priors. So it kind of allows us to see, all right, wow, this is just if we're looking at this year, this is what this team's rated as. Um, whereas you know you can look at the other rankings that factor in the priors and and, and kind of you know do a little bit of uh, art and science dance in between those two. So, move, starting with the ACC, I still think the ACC is probably the most—it's top. If you consider top-heavy, the best conference. But actually, the Big Ten I think is the best overall conference, which is a really funny sentence for me to say. Uh, but yeah, right now the the ACC has four title contenders: Louisville, Duke, Virginia, North Carolina. Actually, I'm probably going to move down Virginia from a title contender. They—I'm watching them right now. Um, I've been watching them. All year. I mean, it is a team I, I love watching them play. They have absolutely no offense. They just cannot score. Um, they are currently rated fifth in the nation. They really haven't played anyone. They're getting murked by Purdue right now at Purdue, which is actually a really tough place to play. But I'm not really that high on Purdue. So really three national title contenders. If I had to pick one, I'd say Louisville. They look impressive last night against Michigan. Duke, very young, but they just will beat Michigan State. It was preseason number one on the road last night in North Carolina. They always have players. um, I'm actually really excited to see them play Ohio State tonight. Um, Ohio State is maybe, if not the best team, top, top three, top five team. Really good coach. We'll talk about them when we get to the Big Ten. Um, Syracuse it looks pretty bad this year. Just with their two three zone. They got murked by Iowa last night. They just don't have any offense. They don't have a lot of athleticism. They just lost a lot from last year. Um, so those are just some teams of note. Uh, for example, like this Hassle Metrics has like Miami rated as a 211th team, even a preseason from Ken Palm, They're like 65th, 65th. So it's like just gives us really good data on okay, just based on how they played this year. Um, you know, that's what they would be rated as. Obviously, we don't think they're the 211 team. It just kind of gives us red flags, uh, lets us kind of get, get a little bit of what the, the computers are telling us um, and, and help us paint a closer picture uh, once conference play gets here. Now, conference play pretty much picks up in January, but because many conferences are trying to fit in more conference games, they actually have, like, two isolated games in November and December. So a lot of teams start off the year, playing conference games, so that was kind of like in-the-dark betting, if you will. But actually, this weekend, there's a bunch of college games – or conference games, excuse me. So I'll be, I'll be pretty much like uh, full-scale, like a normal January, February, Saturday this, this weekend coming up, getting ready for those games. So I'm really excited to learn a lot, take some positions, and uh, hopefully make some money. But yeah, that, the ACC is pretty much, I'd say, Louisville, uh, then Duke, then North Carolina – then much Gap, and then Virginia-Florida State, those are the real contenders. Everybody else is kind of um, be lucky to make the tournament, really, which is really not as much depth as the ACC usually has. So anything uh, jump out to you there about the the good old ACC? Uh, no, dude. Tell me what happened to the Duke game, though. Dude, I only watched the first half. Um, fucking fell asleep like 10.30, but... Michigan State does not look good, and they were the preseason number one team. Duke's really good defensive team, no doubt about that. But they just—I don't know—I was more more about Michigan State than it was Duke. Duke has got unreal freshmen, which you know can rinse and repeat for the last five years. But uh, but yeah, they just they, Michigan State something up with them. So kind of transitioning to Big Ten. Uh, Michigan State is supposed to be the number one team in the nation right now. Hassle Metrics has them at twenty-eight. I think that's generous. They're four, uh, their rating is four points lower than it was preseason. Uh, in, the, in the Ken Palm rankings, so the preseason they were about a 30. Now they're 25 and a half. Um, Maryland has gone up in the Ken Palm rankings, even though Haslametrics has them 35. Uh, I still don't think – right now Maryland's rated third in the polls. Ken Palm has them like top 10 metrics has a thirty-five. I think they're closer to a thirty-five than than a three. I'd probably have them about twelve or thirteenth. Uh, they have a lot of talent, there's no doubt about that. But they, they just—they're coaching. They've got off to a lot of slow starts. They really haven't played anybody. metrics number one team is Ohio State. Uh, preseason, Haslam uh, Ken Palm had them at twelve. Uh, currently, they have Ohio State at three. So, like I said, I, tonight's game is going to go a long way to kind of get letting us know they're playing a road game at North Carolina. And last I checked, they were only three-point underdogs. Um, that's saying a lot. You factor in home court, that's usually three to four points. So I'm going to watch them closely. But, yeah, they've really impressed me. Uh, Purdue, they've gone down about three points in Ken Palm. They, uh, they're 40th in hassle metrics. They have not impressed me. They look good tonight against Virginia. They're really notoriously a really good home team. Their, their home court is very, very underrated. Um, but they've had some shooting woes, even though tonight they kind of resolved some of them and, of course, fucked my underbet, but that's life. Um, Michigan has looked pretty decent. Very jump shot-oriented team, but definitely better than they were. Uh, They're ranked two and a half points higher than uh, they were preseason. They Actually, this weekend, they beat North Carolina, Iowa State, and Gonzaga, which were all top 25 teams in a conference tournament in the Bahamas, but then they lost last night at Louisville. Uh, kind of got destroyed.
1: Indiana Hasselblad
0: Metrics has ranked ninth, uh, even though Ken Palm preseason had them thirty fourth. They're definitely closer to 34 than ninth. They haven't really played anyone, but that's just something of note. Penn State Hasselmetrics Metrics has twenty two. Ken Palm was at forty three. Um, they're probably closer to twenty two than forty three. Actually, uh, they've looked really good. I bet on them. They played Syracuse this, this weekend. They they looked really good. Yeah, Big Ten has really two terrible – actually probably three terrible teams, Rutgers, Nebraska, and Northwestern. But everyone else could really make the dance in this team or in this conference. I, I think this is the best conference in America. Uh, not as top-heavy as ACC. Probably Michigan State and Ohio State are the only two teams I think that could win a national championship with Maryland and Michigan right on the fringe. Uh, but definitely depth-wise, the, the deepest team I've seen, the, the lovely Big Ten anything jump out to you there other than me giving compliments to Ohio State and trying not to barf? Uh, yeah, dude, big Ohio State guy, big Eagles guy. No, um,
1: as you were talking about that, I was thinking through kind of these like paths to the top, sort of how you're structuring your futures bets in the NFL, wondering if uh, that's a similar thing or like maybe a smaller portion of what you're looking at overall in um, – in college basketball obviously because it's like a much more fractured crazy path to the top i think there's a like a smaller subset of possibilities in the the nfl for instance
0: yeah absolutely so the picture is just so much clearer in the nfl i mean to get to the super bowl if you have the one or the two seed in the in the um, nfc or afc you have to win two home games essentially if you're the one seed you have to win two home games and then you're in the super bowl Whereas college basketball, no matter if you're the one, you know, number one seed or you're the worst team, you're the 16th seed, you have to win six neutral court games. And really the way you look at once we get the to tournament time, we'll obviously talk about this, but it's really three weekend tournaments. So it's not a three week long tournament. It's, you know, you play a two game tournament every weekend. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, so there's four, four teams in that quote unquote tournament. They're in your bracket, but they're, you know, the, you can only face three other teams and it's really just, you know, you, you're picking up matchups for those four and then you kind of quote unquote survive in advance. So I really like giving myself flexibility. I don't like having futures. Now I did have a futures on Virginia in like mid January and that did cash, uh, which was nice of course, but I really don't like having futures because flexibility is the name of the game. You know, mm-hmm. once we get matchups, once we see blah, 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 you know. There's just so many things, and this year, this year, there's no dominant team. So we've had three number one teams. They've all lost. Um, like there's nobody even in. So last year Duke was like three to one most of the year. There's no team that's even in single digits consistently. Some places will have you know eight to one, nine to one, some teams, but most most teams are are ten to one or worse. So. There might be an opportunity. For some team like uh, Louisville I've circle as a potential team that that could really separate itself. Uh, but you know, I, I'm not looking to to jump in there, if you will, and and uh, like you know, dive into these these futures. I like flexibility. I like building more more of a, a path, and then taking stronger positions once the tournament field kind of divulges and shows itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. So yeah, that that, that kind of why I, I I mean I do track the futures market of course, and I'll, I'll take a shot on some teams and I'll post anything that I have there. But and I'll, I'll probably look at that after this weekend, just because I said this is going to be a big weekend for for college basketball. Uh, but I, I, flexibility is the name of the game, and no team has really separated itself. Like I said, if I you know gun to my head, uh, if I had to pick a team, I'd probably pick Louis, Louisville right now. Um, but Kentucky's a notorious team that gets better in January. Uh, just, yeah, there's just so many different factors. So that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, another team that has jumped out to me so far is actually Kansas. So moving to Big 12, Kansas uh, rates really well in Ken Palm and metrics. They're actually the number two team in Hasselmetrics preseason. They were 10th in uh, Ken Palm. I think right now they're fourth. They're two points better than they were in Ken Palm, uh, which is actually, like I was just talking about, most teams are actually worse than their preseason rankings because it's like such a middling, if you will. Uh, since no one's really separated itself. So Kansas is actually a team that, that has impressed me. I've only seen two of their games, though. Um, Big 12 doesn't have much competition for them, though. Baylor is only two points worse in, in Kempom, but uh, if you look at their actual like recruiting ratings, things of that nature, uh, there's a sizable talent difference. Um, Texas Tech has lost some games, taking some major steps back. I mean, they went to the national championship game last year. Oklahoma State has some metrics, has his 12th. You know, Ken Palm preseason was at uh, 40. They're probably closer to 40 than 12, but they've definitely been impressive. West Virginia is undefeated so far. They had a terrible year last year. They had kind of like que- uh, cancerous uh, players on their team. By the end of the year, they cut those guys out. They actually made a run in the conference tournament. Huggy is a legendary coach there. Bob Huggins, so uh, can't underwrite that. I, I watched Iowa State play Michigan the other day. I was, I was somewhat impressed by them. I haven't watched enough Big 12 to have a lot of strong opinions other than Kansas State has looked terrible. i uh, bet against them a couple times, which has been nice, but um, yeah, still still early, still gathering data, but definitely enough to, to kind of have a, a portfolio on these teams and a little bit of a a, a look at them, but um, there's a lovely D.C. Fire Department in the back,
1: if anyone can hear
0: me. <laughs> You're getting arrested, dude, for
1: hacking, hacking Ken Palm, hacking college basketball.
0: That's it, dude. This is I I wish I I was on your ass. That's right, God willing. Um, But then the Pac-12, Oregon has was kind of a preseason favorite. They've they've kind of lived up to that. They're Hassle Metrics number ten. Arizona has been impressive. Sad for us to say, but they've been they've been really good. Arizona State's been better than expected. They're very sporadic. They just, just the way they play, the way they're coached. Right now, the best-rated team, though, for Haslam is Stanford, who preseason for Ken Palm was supposed to be ninety, and right now Haslam Metrics has them eight. They are playing unbelievably. Ken Palm has moved them up seven full points. Uh, I don't know. I've I've only I have not seen this team play yet. It's actually like my to-do list is to watch them play. But I don't believe they've played anyone crazy. They lost a lot. They've lost like two, like one NBA player and another guy who was like a significant role player for them last year. Hmm, who knows? I don't believe they got a new coach. Um, but that is on my homework to-do list. Um, Colorado, very veteran team, has pretty much lived up to the expectations. They're playing well. Uh, they don't really have like the raw talent, but they they brought back everyone. Pretty decent coach. Um, but, yeah, we're learning a lot. We're having fun. I'm um, kind of tracking everything and uh you know this time uh, next month will be will be full go conference time so I'm I'm pretty pumped. Dude, you said um
1: Stanford 8
0: versus 90? Yeah, preseason this there's two different rating scales, but uh preseason Kempom was 90th. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh rated as the Let's see. uh, So they were a a seven, essentially rated on as a seven team, like given a seven. Now they are rated as a thirteen, so they're up six six and a half points, up six and a half like raw points, which is the biggest gain I've seen so far uh, from the teams I track. They were rated preseason uh, ninetieth, they're fifty second now in Kempom. Like Hassle Metrics, which is just based on the stats here, so mm-hmm. Kempom is weighting that ninety against them, so it kind of makes sense, right? You think um, eight and ninety in the middle of that is pretty much fifty, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's where the you know that's where they are on Kempom right now. So that's why I like having the the raw stats from Hassle Metrics, so it's just what they have this year, and then I can match to see what Kempom's rating, and then. It's like, okay, well that's pretty spot on if they're kind of splitting the difference because Ken Pom's priors are still weighted so much for that team ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that like I said, that's that's a team. I'll click on their, their profile right now. But yeah, they they've they've only played one top they've played two top forty teams. They beat Oklahoma on our neutral court by twenty, who's the thirty-sixth ranked team. they they lost to Butler by one point, who's the eighteenth ranked team. So other than that, everyone's pretty much in the 100 or the 200s <laughs> they're not that good of a team mm-hmm. um they have a game against kansas uh sunday december 29th i will be actually out of the country damn it uh, but uh, yeah i'll have to watch one of these non-con okay they were gonna play san francisco who's, a, who's got a lot of talent actually uh arizona state played them last night and ASU beat them last night okay i'll watch them play i'll watch them play next week i'll make that it's my homework you have my word that, that's my birthday present to you rob that'll be my birthday present. dude thank to you
1: stanford, wow. stanford san
0: fran just for you the 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 you know silicon valley game just for you yep silicon rob <laughs> <laughs> jay and silicon rob there you go but uh yeah so anything college basketball? that's just kind of where we're at college basketball wise uh I, I'm pretty much firing any edge I see, whether that's matchups, whether that's press clippings I read, pretty much firing and watching and um, you know, I, I, learning from it. So it's a, it's a good time. But once we get into conference play, I'll be a little bit more selective. But then remember, our, my unit size triple. So right now when you see like a two or three unit play, that'll be – if a three unit play now, it would be a one unit play in terms of the amount of money I put on once conference play gets there um so I'll, I'll remind everybody once we get there but uh, you know be a little bit more selective uh, you know out, that and also fire a little bit more money per bet since we have such a better feel for the teams if that makes sense how many bets per week are you doing in college basketball um i'm not tracking them in terms of like i have to get a quota out it's just i uh, probably on a week like this a real busy week like this and this past weekend where all the neutral site games, those are probably but say fifteen twenty. So mm-hmm. probably fifteen to twenty will be this week. Um normal non conference week would probably be about five to ten, closer to ten, I'd say. And then once conference play gets here, um uh, I'd say about ten to fifteen once I get there. But you gotta remember all the conference games are obviously intra conference. So uh, you know, I know both teams well. So mm-hmm. You know, most of non conference games, it's like I only know one side well. You know? Yeah. So th- this week, we get like these Big Ten ACC games. All right. I track both teams. so I know both teams well. well that's why there's so much more volume. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fantastic question, Rob. Let's go. Type <laughs> <laughs> dude. Let's uh,
1: move on to freaking fantasy. I got fantasy cues. I made my fantasy playoffs, baby. I, I'm the worst team by far to sneak in there. I'm feeling good, feeling hot. Are you ready for some just off-the-cuff, fucking tell-me-what-to-do questions?
0: Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're not wearing a wire, and not going to record this, sure.
1: (laughs) Carson Wentz um, at home against the Giants or Jacoby Brissett at
0: Tampa Bay? This guy, you just make yourself sound like such a fool. I just want you to know. So, the... Tampa Bay defense, pass defense is the, like the worst in the league. So you're going to know Jacoby and Brissett. Dude, I'm. Uh, all right. Fine. I'll stay. Full, I'll stay. No, no. That's good. No. I'll stay foolish, dude. No, 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 no. This is your <laughs> show, too, Rob. I don't, want, I don't want to, you know, this to turn into a wine country show. Come on. What do you got? You're going full, just pure matchup.
1: Indiana's got a, a bunch of. Uh, Indianapolis' got a bunch of wide receivers. Indiana. Tell Indiana, me about Indiana, Bob. <laughs> In The, the Indiana Colts, Indiana. dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Indiana Polis. You know what polis is? Okay, it's no. Greek for city. It's Greek for city. Okay. Indiana City. God, read a fucking comic book. Anyways. The Indiana Colts have a lot of injuries to their fucking receiving core, dude. That's why they, I'm asking. They do. Okay. The Eagles just lost to the mo- fucking Miami Dolphins, so I'm <laughs> yeah, done. You know how much money this team has fucked me on, and you <laughs> think I'm going to recommend them to you? <laughs> oh, that was my roundabout way of bringing that <laughs> up. That's awesome. Ah, fuck you. It's all right. I don't care. Fuck you, Rob. All right, Is here.
1: it okay to bench Tyreek Hill because they're playing at New England?
0: Is that a protest? You protesting because of his off the the field stuff? No, no, uh, uh, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're, an you idiot. It, uh, you have to. Do I have to play Tyreek Hill? What's this guy's deal? Do I need to fish big? <laughs> yeah, they are big, but uh, I don't know, dude. Gilmore. Gilmore. Okay. There's this guy. He, his name's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He can throw the ball over those damn mountains over there. <laughs> <laughs> Yonder. Quarter mile. And guess who is. Oh, block, block. Sorry. I had this under. God damn it. Fuck four minutes left I have like a 15% chance of this under hitting but I just got fouled I'm fucked um but yeah no play him yes play him yes one more brain
1: buster for you dude Marvin Jones Jr. or Adam Thielen knowing that my opponent uh is starting Kirk Cousins
0: yeah Thielen Thielen of course make sure he's healthy but yeah Adam Thielen
1: Sweet, dude. Well, I'll report back to you on how shitty your recos were because they came with a lot of a lot of
0: flack. Yeah. Why don't you pick up Flacco? Why don't you do that? Why don't you can <laughs> start Flacco?
1: Flacco. Why
0: don't you pick up Flacco? And um, yeah, no, no picks this weekend. So there you go. No interceptions, bro. Tight, dude. Um, that's all I got for today. You got anything else? Um,. I might need to, need to move some money around uh, after these goddamn bets that I look like they're not going to cash. So I might need to speak with you afterwards about some finance stuff. But for this podcast, no, nothing. That's it. See you idiots t- uh, next week. Peace.